Um, my name is Asaph. I know for some of you might be confused. You might think that I look a lot like somebody that you know whose name is Justin. And I've been getting that a lot this morning, so I've just been kind of rolling with it and, and pretending. Um, but my name is Asaph. I, I traveled a long time to get here through many miles and many years. I won't go through all the details of how that works. It's kind of complicated. Um, I understand a lot of you are engineers, so maybe you're getting close. But it hasn't been invented yet. Time travel is coming. Um, but it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird. It's kind of wild. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm here with you today. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote some uh, psalms. In, in your Bible um, that you'll see, and uh, we're going to be talking about one of those today. Um, Justin was supposed to speak today, um, but he told me he just wanted me to do it instead. So, uh, so here I am uh, representing that for you guys. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, again, my name is Asaph. My name means uh, like bringing the people together. Kind of this. This is sort of what my name means. Um, I am a, a leader of praise and, and worship. I'm, a, I'm a, an Israelite from the tribe of Levi, which means I'm a priest. And my job specifically, among other things, is to, to write songs and to sing and to teach people how to write songs and to sing praises to the Lord. So, um, Matt, you and I have a lot, a lot in common, actually, which is really, really nice. Um, and I'm really happy to be with you, with you guys today uh, to talk with you about uh, a poem that I wrote, something that, that I've um, experienced firsthand. This is something that um, I've dealt with. This is something that I've watched my king, David. He's dealt with this as well. Um, you guys have, have maybe already talked about that, or maybe you're going to talk about that in the future. Um, but when Justin was talking to me, he told me that uh, the, the, the series you guys have been going through, things you've been talking about, are, are stories about people who had... A special relationship with the Lord, something something strong, a strong connection, and then that seemed to, to wane for whatever reason. There was there was trouble with that, um, and that that is part of my story, and it's, it's part of David's story, and it's probably a part of your story. And so I want to I want to talk some of that um, through with you, because I believe as different as our cultures might be, um, you guys have coffee. That's super awesome. Uh, we don't have that where I'm from. Um, but I'm not crazy about the ways that you guys dress. Justin Lee borrowed some of his clothes. And this is like the closest thing he had to a robe. It's not even that long. So the cultures are different, right? We have different fashion. We have different tastes. But I think that people ultimately are somewhat the same. And so to, I hope, illustrate that. Maybe I should have said this later. Uh... I'd like to hear some stories from you guys. Can anybody tell me a story about a time where you received something? Maybe it was a gift, or maybe you went out and bought something, and you, you really liked it, you really enjoyed it, brought great pleasure to you, and then you saw somebody else with, with maybe the same thing but newer, or a nicer version, or something different that you thought was better, um, and it kind of it kind of changed the way you felt about that first thing. Anybody have a story like that would like to share so in like Little League Baseball having like a cool bat is like kind of important to like locust and um, you know my dad would be like Noah if you did this and this and this did these chores I'll get you a new bat um, so I did everything and I got this bat and then when like baseball rolled around this kid who 
had always like me and him had feuded, had like the one like so I had I didn't get like the newest newest, but I got like a newer one. He got like literally the same back, but like one model newer. And he was also like kind of a little dick. And like, not gonna lie, and then he would take me on, and like, he would even use my bat to like, to like play. What he'd like use my bat like when he was batting and stuff like that. And it's just the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Feel that. Anyone else? When I was like six years old, Pokemon was pretty cool. <laughs> so, like, I told my mom, I was like, I want a Pokemon game. And um, she got me a Digimon. So first of all, that's like something you don't do there. Completely. Um, and so when I went to school the next like day, everyone had Pokemon they were playing on their Game Boys, and I had this like weird Digimon little pocket thing, and I was yeah. like, not cool. So yeah. it's like, why didn't you just give me the right thing? <laughs> Great, thank you. I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> Anyone else? No one else has experienced this. <laughs> All right, well, Justin gave me a story about something that he calls a van, uh, like an automobile, something that you... It's kind of like a chariot, but <laughs> way different. And he said that he, he loved this van. It was, it was incredible to him. Um, and he took it all over the place, and for the first few months, he just he wanted to drive it everywhere. Um, but soon, he started to think about um, the gas mileage. Apparently, it wasn't as great as other vehicles get. And he started to see other vans that didn't have cracked windshields and um, didn't break on him uh, more than a few times. And he started to see nicer, newer vans. And he felt like, oh, maybe this van that I have isn't as great as, as I thought it was. And this is something that I think We've, we've experienced where we, we, we have something, and maybe it's something that we really like. Maybe it's something that we really enjoy, it's really good. But what happens is we begin to compare. We, we compare what we have with what somebody else has. And it can be stuff, it can be relationships, we can compare our relationship to relationships of, of others. Um, it can be our, our job, maybe our work. Uh, or maybe the way that we, we look. There's all sorts of things that, that comparison can, can creep into and cause um, discontent. And so what I, what I want to come to today, what I wrote this poem about, is this, this idea that the cure for comparison is closer companionship with the Lord. So if you're a scribe, if you're writing for yourself or for your master, you can write this down. Um, the, the cure for comparison is closer companionship with the Lord. And this is something that, that we see all the time, right? We look in the news. Um, you guys have a digitized version of the news. And um, you see, see stories about people who get away with things that they shouldn't get away with. They're, they're, they're evil. They've, they've done something wrong, and the justice system doesn't doesn't get after them. And, and you see people who are, who are really wealthy, um, who are also wicked, 
And it seems like the right thing to happen would be that they would, they would just come to ruin. But they don't. They just get richer and richer, and it just keeps piling up, and it seems like their life is so good. And you see people who are sick, who you feel like they should be healed, whether they've been praying or they've been going to doctors or both, and, and nothing's working. They, they die or things get worse. I saw these same things. I live in Jerusalem. It's a big city. I see lots and lots of people. And I, I wondered all of these things. I thought, God, how can it be that all these things can happen? What, what are you doing? Where are you? What is going on? How am I supposed to, to share with the people? How am I supposed to sing worship and praise to the people when, when all these bad things are going on? And I don't understand how that works with your character. Those are the things that, that went through my head. And maybe you've had similar thoughts. So I want to share this, this poem with you. It comes, um, you'll, you'll find it in your Bibles in Psalm. Uh, it's, it's numbered 73. Should be number one, I think, but <laughs> I didn't choose. So uh, you can look there, Psalm 73. And uh, this, this, is, um, this is what it says, this is what I wrote. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper, despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and they clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and they speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth. So the people, the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know, they ask? Does the Most High even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people, enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every moment brings me pain. Now, if I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried. I tried to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary, O oh God. And I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you set them on a slippery path and send their feet sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant, I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet, I still belong to you. You hold my right hand 
You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? And I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert Him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the Sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. See, I I wrote this because I saw these things, and I asked these questions, and I I wrestled with this. And I asked for advice from people, and and I sat and I just tried to puzzle it out myself, and I just couldn't get it. Then, I went into the presence of the Lord, of my God. And I finally got it. I finally understood that all these things that are happening, it's, it's, it's temporary. I looked, I looked back at the things that He had done over and over and over again in our histories, in, in, in the Torah and in the, the writings of the histories of Judges. And over and over again I see that God brings about justice. And He loves His people. I realize that this comparison, this, this me envying the proud when I'm seeing them prosper, it was like a sword inside of me. It's like I had swallowed daggers and it was cutting me up inside and it was making me bitter. Even in that state, even in that ignorance, and that brutishness, I still belong to the Lord. He's still my God. And he showed me this truth. I write that line, Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. Listen, that's not a feeling that I had just right there in that moment. It's not something that was true for me for just five minutes. Maybe you felt like that and you feel like that's not really the case anymore. It's a true statement no matter who you are. No matter who you are in this room, you desire God more than anything else on earth. You just may not be acting like it. Or you may not know it. When somebody asks you the question, what do you want? You may have a long list of things that come to your mind. But I promise you, at the core of those things, what you really, really want, what would really be satisfying to you, is being with the Lord. Knowing who He is and spending time with Him. You see, that, that comparison, that envy that I experienced, that bitterness that I was feeling, moved out of the way. It was cured by that closer companionship with the Lord. And so I'm going to ask you guys to do the same thing. Ask the same questions. When you, when you go home today, write that out. What do I want? Really ask yourself and be honest with yourself when you, when you write things down. It might seem silly or it might seem, um, you might feel like they're, they're silly things. But really, write it down. What do I want? And then list some things that you want. Maybe there's just one thing. And then really set that before the Lord. Go into His presence. Ask Him about it. And I guarantee He will show you that what's, what's underneath that thing, what you really want, is, is Him. 
He's the one that's got the satisfaction. He's the one who's going to give you the, the, the meaning in your job, in your relationships, in the stuff that you have. And he wants you in his presence. My, my King David, he wrote this psalm. Um, in, in, uh, I think for you it's 27. And, and near the end of it, he says, uh, My heart has heard the Lord say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. That is, that is presented to you today. Today you hear that the Lord asks you, Come and talk with me. I want to interact with you. I want to have a conversation. I want to be with you. May your response be, Lord, I'm coming. Go to Him. Have the conversation. If everyone here did that, you can read. I read a little bit ahead. I had some spoiler alerts. My people, they didn't do it. We wouldn't. But you have the ability, you have the opportunity to do that. If everyone here did that, can you imagine how different things would look? What would your relationships look like? What would your job look like? What would things look like with your your family? How would your finances look? It's going to change things when we see that all that comparison, all that bitterness, all that looking at other people, it's just, it just needs to be moved aside. The real satisfaction comes from being with Him. So please, do it. I urge you, on behalf of a person who comes from a people who didn't, do that today. Go and spend some time with the Lord. And then do it again tomorrow. And then do it again the next day and the next day. Be with your God and let Him transform your life. Let Him be the Lord of of everything. And the natural outflowing of that comes right at the end of what I wrote. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. When you do this, when you take the time to write these things out and you really believe it and you really see God doing it, you will begin to tell everyone about it. You won't be able to stop talking about it because you'll be seeing Him working all the time. That is my, my prayer for you. It's my hope for you as I go back. It's that you would, would do those things uh, and, and more. And I pray that you would do them for your Lord, for His sake, and for your friends, for the people in this room. So if you'll pray with me, uh, we'll, we'll close today. Lord God, You are so good to us. You have brought us from slavery, from death, to freedom, to life. You have showed us the paths to take, And you have promised good things to us. And the problem comes when we take that good thing 
and we begin to look away. We look at somebody else's relationship and somebody else's job and somebody else's stuff. And we compare. And Lord, all that comparison does is it breeds envy and it breeds confusion and it breeds um, discontent. So I pray for healing from that today, that we would turn away from those things, that we would come towards you, that our heart would respond, Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming to have a conversation, to come and talk with you about the zeal that I had, these things that I were excited about, and now I'm not. And I pray, Lord, that as, as each of us do this, we would all experience what I experienced. That we would know it both as a truth statement and as an experience. There is nothing in this world that we desire more than you. We desire you more than anything on earth. And I pray that as we do that, we will say truthfully, that you are our God. You are ours forever. And that it is good to be near you. And that out of that we would tell everyone about the wonderful things that you've done. Pray these things in your name, Lord. Amen.